Hurry in during Ram Truck Month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back once again to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. We got a little bonus episode for you this week. Uh, like I said in the post game, don't know if we'll have a Ravens preview up just because of the holiday and timing and everything, but we do have a bonus episode. I'm joined today by a guy that's been on the podcast numerous times. He hasn't been on since training camp, though. It's good to talk to this man again. It's Mr. Jack Duffin. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I didn't realize it's been that long, but uh, no, always happy to jump on, buddy. Um, obviously, yeah, the season starts, contracts generally stop, and there's no point in talking to me. <laughs> Yes, pretty much. I mean, we chat nearly every day that comes to the Browns through uh, Twitter DMs. But yeah, I think the Chubb contract extension was the last time I talked to you on the pod. So good to have you on. And since that time, the news has been made. You guys are able to travel back over to the United States. Paul was just here over the weekend for the Detroit game. He was in a hot tub, which knowing Paul Brown, that probably isn't a surprise to you along many others. He's out there still for the Baltimore game. So if anyone, I don't know whether that's home or away, but uh, if anyone's there, say hi to Paul. Yeah, I think he's he's still in Cleveland because he's at the um, the Feed the Need uh, event with Baker and Najoku. I know he's just posting pictures right before we were recording, but uh, he's there. And yeah, I think, I know he's coming. He's all but one game for the rest of the year. He'll be here, so. Something insane. Yeah, insane. And, you're, and you're coming over to the States for the Green Bay game on Christmas Day, so. Christmas Day, no better way to spend it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, since you know we're we're here to talk about the Browns, uh, Jack, it's been a roller coaster month for this team. Uh, your thoughts on it? I mean, I know everybody hears your thoughts on the Paul Brown International podcast. If you guys check that one out, it's a great podcast. But your thoughts on the Browns and the situation uh, ongoing right now? They're six and five, which I mean, they still have a winning record. It's a lot to talk about, but it's been a chaotic month to say the least. Yeah, so kind of. It started off quite well because, hey, it's all OBJ's fault. OBJ's gone. Boom, we win. And then you're thinking, hey, we've exercised our demons. We're moving on. We're, we're okay. Um, then it was Bill Belichick absolutely gave a masterclass in everything. Um, you're not talking one thing, the coaching, the QB play, uh, every aspect, how to play defense. Um, and then, yeah, it, for me, it should have been a game where rest Baker, let him recover, get back to full fitness. Um, because quite frankly, if we can't beat Detroit out and then shut it down and give up, we haven't really got a reason why he played. It, it could easily be that, hey, if, if he plays lights out through to the end of the season like he did last season, and we get that same style of Baker, he's sitting there signing a deal over 40 million a year. If he doesn't, 
then potentially he's getting onto another team and seeing what happens. So, hey, if you want to look at the players that have played a fifth year and moved on, you're looking at Marcus Mariota, you're looking at James Winston. Those guys haven't cashed in. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one way you're talking about hundred over $100 million is potentially on the line. So Baker wants to use every opportunity. And a game like Detroit should have been perfect for padding stats, and it didn't happen. Um, we are really, really lacking a wide receiver. Has to be a massive investment position for the Browns in the offseason. And um, it's, it's the most important. Lots of people like to talk about O-line. O-line's nice, but O-line's not the be-all and end-all. Um, Joe Thomas single-handedly can't turn you into a good team. But we've seen what a player like Jamar Chase can do. And um, it's one that it's, it, it's, it's really showing. And being that sort of run-first offense, it leads to more penalties. Um, whereas, hey, if you're a pass-first offense, what do you get? We saw it against Detroit. We saw lots of penalties in favor of the Browns because we were airing it up and Detroit were trying to keep wide receivers quiet. So it, it's been some really hard home truths. Hopefully, there, there is still time to turn it around, but it's not looking good for Baker. No, and like, you know, the talk with Baker, I mean, we've had it in our group chat. You know, it's been the scuttlebutt on Browns Twitter talking about who could we get to replace Baker if they decide, hey, he's not the guy we're going to move on this offseason. Well, first of all, he's guaranteed to be here next year because he's got an $18 million contract because they picked up the fifth-year option. It's tradable, though. It is tradable. It, I don't know who would take it. I mean, I would. there might be somebody out there. But then, you know, I looked up the list of free agent possibilities as someone that could come in and push Baker Mayfield this offseason. And, you know, I like Baker. I'm willing to bring him back next year, see what he can do healthy. They can add a, probably a few more pieces next year in free agency once they, you know, move some other parts and pieces out. But looking at the list of quarterbacks, Roethlisberger is going to retire, so he's already off the list. He wouldn't come to Cleveland anyways. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater. You mentioned Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, like, None of these names, I think, could really make a strong push to push Col or Baker Mayfield out of the starting role. So it's like, and then people bring up Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Those are pipe dreams. I mean, yeah, they would be great to see in orange and brown, but I don't see it as realistic at this point. And then you look at the draft. The draft does not look very promising when it comes to the QB position. So we're looking at a spot where I think Baker's going to be the guy in 2022, too. And I don't know, I know some fans won't like to hear that, but with the options on the table, there isn't really any solid ones that can come in and push Baker or potentially dethrone Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's looking like Rogers will go to Denver. That's what I've said from the second Jordan Love was drafted and this off season, this coming off season, he was never going the last two because his contract wasn't movable. Um, we just made Jordan Love the weird, weird pick, but um, it, it could realistically happen. Um, they're certainly the favorite. Um, I would say the Saints are an interesting one for Russell Wilson. The interest, the issue that the Saints have got is, hey, what what are they giving up? Um, a Baker for Russell switch on paper. It makes some sense. They need a new QB. Um, we can offer a QB. We'll take him off. We could potentially do that. It depends what. If the Seahawks are wanting to completely rebuild, hey, you, you don't want a QB in. You want picks. Um, if they want to go for it and they're saying, hey, DK, stuff like that, hey, we can potentially go for it. And look, Baker doesn't seem to mind an excessive amount of running. And uh, Pete Carroll loves 
um, running all the time and passing at the least possible opportunities. So uh, it works um, ethos-wise. But yeah, you're mostly looking at the 2023 draft is where the future will come. But could there be a guy potentially out there like Tannehill? I, I think if you're looking for where this room's potentially trending, um, three QB room next year sort of makes the most sense with Baker as the, the favorite to start. Maybe get another guy in, Mitch Trubisky and it, but somebody that could hopefully have that Russell, um, not Russell, Ryan Tannehill sort of turnaround and not become a world beater, but just come in and be solid. And then probably a day two pick. I think a day two pick is reasonable. Um, not looking to spend the first rounder because that really needs to go on wide receiver and then an edge. But you could you could take a punt on a guy because if you then find the guy in the draft next year, hey, you've you've got a guy in the first round and your backup's a guy that drafted in the second, third round. You've got a really, really cheap room. And what does that mean? That means more money into all these other positions. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised looking at now that that's where I feel the room's most likely trending. Um, but yeah, it's it's one that just because you keep Baker for one more year, don't mean he's the guy, don't mean they're backing on him. Um, it's just setting up to, this isn't the ideal draft class, but we've got to remember, teams are horrendous at drafting quarterbacks. They're horrendous at drafting all players. Um, what is it? It's like, I forget the stat, but it's 40% of first round picks get to second deals or something mad. Um, the vast majority of first round picks aren't good um, for the team that drafts them. So it, it's one that I, it doesn't bother me that people are saying there's no good QBs. People weren't that enamored with Patrick Mahomes, else Patrick Mahomes would have gone number one. So if they couldn't identify that Patrick Mahomes was a great quarterback, why am I trusting their opinions on this class? Um, I think they can easily grab someone in the second, third round. This is true because, I mean, going back to that draft, Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky was the first quarterback taken in, the, in that draft class in front of Watson, in front of Mahomes. I mean, that just goes to show that, yeah, these teams aren't always pinpoint when it comes to scouting quarterbacks and even drafting quarterbacks. So, and we didn't even mention Case Keenum. And Jack, I was talking about this with uh, Caitlin on the post game Sunday night. If the Browns are spending 7.3 million on Case Keenum to be the backup, and they're still willing to trot out an injured Baker Mayfield, does that go to show what the organization thinks of Case Keenum? I think, and I think they think the world of him in terms of a pro, in terms of how he approaches and handles being ready. But we can tell, like, he did his job in the Denver game, but he's not mobile enough to be in this offense anymore. And he, sometimes he doesn't have the arm strength either. So maybe they just aren't as high on Keenum as we think he is just because they paid him a significant amount of money in free agency. Oh, it's a shambles, um, quite frankly. Um, there was I, I hated paying any backup quarterback big money. Um, and when you potentially might need him for a little bit, you don't want to use him. Um, it makes no sense. So, uh, yeah, it, this is his last season and he'll be gone. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's a mess. Yeah, un undoubtedly. You know, while we talk about the Browns and, you know, the future of the quarterback position, the Browns in recent weeks, and we talked about it on the pod, they went out and invested in some of their, their best players, re-signing in two consecutive days, Wyatt Teller to a contract extension and Joel Batonio to a contract extension. Um, you know, Jack, your initial thoughts when they went out and invested all this money into those two guys, and you called it 
arguably the best guard tandem in league history and the way that they've been, you know, Batonio since he got here in 2014 and Teller the way we stole him from the Buffalo Bills, uh, two great talents and Andrew Barry and company decided we need to keep these guys around at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So it was an interesting one going into this upcoming off season, because um, if we work on basis from this next off season, um, we'd have had Will's two of his four years on his rookie deal come to the left guard. We've got Petonio. We would have only had one year left. We've had uh, Tretter with one year left. Teller would have been out of contracts and Conklin's got, one year left. So you're at a point where you've only got one player with more than one year left on this deal. And that was a point where they, they needed to decide internally as a building, well, who do we back? Because you can't back everyone. If you're going to go sign Baker to a deal, you're probably looking at two vets, ideally on the line. Um, and then sort of not rookies. They, they could be rookie contract players. They could be someone that's just a relatively cheap guy. Like you're Austin writer. Potentially, hey, he, he he was just on a, a small sum of money and hey, he went to Super Bowl with the Chiefs, so it's possible. Um, and they decided it's going to be Joel Batonio. Um, and then they did the sensible thing of not extending Teller this offseason because we didn't know. They wanted, hey, prove to us you are still this guy because a flashy one season, we've seen it before as Browns fans, everyone around the league seen someone blow up, take, um, Harrison, he played a small sample of games last year and he's not been good this year. So they did the sensible thing. They said, hey, prove it. And Teller's proved it. So they went, let's negotiate them in tandem because that was the really important thing because, yes, you can just look at it on a spreadsheet and go, well, pay one and then we'll negotiate the other. Well, if you do that, when you pay one, the other dude is just going to go, right, add some money on and I'll take that. But what they effectively did is they, they signed, did the two in tandem, um, I don't know if they share an agent, but it would have been easy enough to do. Um, there was a, why the numbers are slightly higher for Betonio is he had a 10 million deal next year and they've effectively just gone, right, ignore that. We'll give you the same four year sort of deal as um, Tele, um, Telegox. Then they're both in tandem and it, they're really fair deals. Um, it's really smart what they've done in terms of paying early because we're about to see Quinton Nelson get paid. And when Nelson gets paid, that number would have been about 2 million a year for each player higher um, because there is going to be a dramatic swing in that position. Yeah. I thought that they timed it really well, getting those both done before Nelson and Brandon Scherf, because he's going to be entering free agency. He's had his health issues, but he's still one of the top guards. He probably would have got a significant money deal as well. So great timing by both uh, Teller and, or for by Barry getting these both locked up when they did looking at towards the future money, for Teller, you know, he's on a good deal where the money it's kind of, or no, how does this affect the Browns going forward now in terms of their thinking now that they have both of these guys locked up as well as Nick Chubb going into 2022 and beyond? Yeah. So if we look at Teller's deal, um, it gives him two more years and then he's just a, a two team options. So it's only a two year extension and then they can walk away from the last two years on the deal so it, it it's not a lots of play, fancy a four-year deal and they're like, right, he's here for the next four years. No, because at the end of the day, we've seen a year and a half of awesome Teller. Um, there was nothing in the first uh, year and a half of his NFL career that jumped off the page as this is a 
one of the best guards in the NFL sort of level. Um, so, hey, there, there's all, both of these players are likely to regress because staying as the best tandem and two of like the best four guards in the NFL right now, it's not going to happen forever. Um, so depending on how far that regression goes, they might decide after a couple of years, hey, we're going to move on. We're going to trade him off. We're going to do something else. Um, so, hey, they've got to keep him for 2022. In 2023, they wouldn't cut him, but they could trade him. Um, and then he's cuttable the, the final two years of the deal. So um, for Teller, it gives him security. It gives him a solid payday because, hey, he's, he's never really got paid on his rookie deal. Um, yeah, it's 2.7 million, but 2.7 million doesn't really sit next to 56.8 million. Um, so, hey, I'm, I'm not going to turn down 2.7 mil, but if we're talking NFL money, he's, uh, he's never really got paid to this day and uh, he's got that. So, no, really well earned. Um, and yeah, it, he has the opportunity to make all that money. Um, if the market moves, then that, that might be one they happily have him um, there. And yeah. And then what about Batonio's deal? Because he's in his year 30. He's 30 years old right now. So he's entering his 30s. It's usually a, a, one of the guardrails that, you know, this front office doesn't like to do. They don't like to pay guys into their 30s. So how does this contract benefit not only Batonio, but the team going forward? Yeah. So this one I was looking at, it's, it's pretty much the same um, in terms of that angle of, um, do two years. Um, the first year is fully guaranteed. So 2022, um, the 2023 year, they could trade him off and then he's sort of cuttable in 2024. So it's pretty much the same. Um, they, they could move on from one of the two. And yeah, you, you would naturally assume it'd be Betonio out of the two just because he's older. Um, but if he continues playing at that level, then I don't think they're going to mind what it's going to cost them 13 million in cash in 2024 and 15 million in cash in 2025. So it's not a crazy amount of money, um, but it does have questions about what they do with the rest of the roster because effectively with this decision, you, you've almost whispered in the ear of um, Tretter and Conklin and said, you're probably not staying. Um so that does have a, a knock-on consequence. Obviously, someone like Tretter's probably saying, hey, might retire this offseason, I might do one more year, um, but they could easily cut him, whether it's Nick Harris, whether it's someone else out there they go for. And Conklin, he's played great when he's played. Um, he's had a couple of health issues, but he's held up better than a, his track record before the Browns signed him. Um, so we'll see there, but it's unlikely, unless, hey, if they decide that Baker's not the guy over the next 12 months and they decide, plan to draft someone, they could go, well, half of the saving we're going to get from Baker um, moving on and we're going to have another rookie in there. Let's pay that to Conklin. Um, so that's certainly something they could do as a decision because you decide, hey, you're going to save on not giving Baker 40 million. Right, where are we going to put that money instead? A, an, a right tackle. Perfect, perfect, sensible decision. Um, put that in a right tackle, put that in another wide receiver, uh, sets you up nicely. So Conklin's future is probably tied to Baker's um, one in, one out if Conklin stays healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, them paying Teller and Batonio, I think we all saw the writing on the wall for Treader and even Conklin 
and but the thing is they have added potential future replacements at those positions Blake Hans has done a decent job filling in for Conklin at right tackle we assume Nick Harris could be the the future center that's still to be determined they also have Michael Dunn they also drafted James Hudson who many believe could be the right tackle going forward he did play some left tackle uh, early in the season because of Will's injury so they have options, but they could also go back into the draft and find other options or they look into free agency. But I like your idea. If they don't think Baker's the guy and they want to go with another rookie quarterback or something at a cheaper option, they could reinvest Baker's money into Jack Conklin because when he's on the field, like you said, he's an all pro tackle and you, you don't find them on, uh, on the street every, all the time. So, I mean, that, that's another possibility there on the table for Cleveland. Uh, it opens up options and they've got a lot of options. They've started tying people down and um, there's not many dudes on the roster that are under contract in 2023 um, or even that have got like real deals um, that keep them here. I think we're looking at six or seven now um, bar the rookies. And that, that, that isn't many. And that's where the, the league is at these days across multiple teams Um so it's really interesting to know. I did play around with some stuff. If you go to my Twitter at Jack Duffin, um, it's my pinned tweet now. Um, just looking at, well, who, because lots of people are, oh, this guy's got so much money. This guy's got so much money. It's like, well, the deals are one of three states. Either it's a, a deal that you cannot move by trade or cut. So that dude is 100% on the roster next year. Then you've got the deals in the middle that you can trade off, but you couldn't cut. Baker, perfect example. I'm not saying you're going to trade him, um, but you could trade that deal on. It's not, you could, couldn't cut him, but you could trade him on. And then you've got other guys that, hey, Jarvis Landry's got no guaranteed money left in his deal. He could be traded or cut next season and it's not secure. So I'm not talking about talent level on keeping dudes. I'm talking about how, what does their contract say for whether they're going to be on the roster? And um, no, it was just a really interesting way to, to look at it. I sort of, played around myself just to see what it would look like and um it is it's intriguing because you've got guys there that whole rooms some of them that no one's under contract and you've got to make a decision yeah i'm looking at it right now again and it's uh it's interesting 2023 the only unmovable contract that the browns have is miles garrett and i don't think anybody's thinking of moving that dude anytime soon (laughs) especially the way he's playing this season yeah, and um, lots of these, lots of the way the contracts are on, they're not NBA contracts. They're not fully guaranteed. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you've got dudes that are there and they're pretty safe. Um, but no, lots of people. If you're not delivering this year, this front office isn't going to sit around and feel good about players and what you do off the field. They're going to want results because they're working to win a Super Bowl. Um, that's their job and they've got to deliver on it. So, um, yeah. So the next likely extension for the Browns is Denzel Ward. And we talked about this way back in February when we did the roster breakdown. Um, it sounds like, I think they had a guy on after the Batonio deal and said that they've been working on the Ward extensions since the summer. And you projected it at a five-year, $90 million deal at the time. Do you think that's still relatively around what that deal could look like for Denzel? And do you think the Browns get it done, A, before the season ends, or B, more likely early on in the offseason? I think we're now up to the 95 
to 100 million range. Um, because been, we've well, don't want to cut you off. The way he's been playing, he's earning that money because he's been lights out since like the last six, seven weeks. I mean, health's always an issue for Ward, but I feel like he is a guy that they need to keep. I know Newsom's been playing well, Greedy's been playing well when he's been on the field, but when Denzel's on the field, he's one of the best corners in the league. And I think the Browns are going to make it a priority to lock him up. Yeah, if, if we're looking at the last three big five-year deals, you've got Lattimore, 97 million, Humphreys, 97.5, and Jalen Ramsey, 100 mil. Um, the fact that he was drafted so high stays with a player. Um, it might not be right, but that's the way the league works and agents work um, and have for ages. So, yeah, he, he's going to ask for something in that range. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's just a flat 100 mil. Um, I think they could have got in 90 if they'd have done it in the offseason because there was more injury questions. But um, even though he's missed some time, he, he's been okay. Um, it's one of you, you just pay up. Um, and that that's the one I think, yeah, you work on next. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's going to get done. It's just a case of when um, they might just wait for the offseason. But I'm not, I don't think there's anyone big in the pipeline to get paid. Um, what would that be, the 2018 NFL draft? Um, Jair Alexander's are the but only he's real hurt petition. right now, so yeah. Well, it's... and their cap situation is horrendous, so they'll yes. leave that for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make a bold prediction. It gets done during the bye week next week. That's a... It'd be a good time to get sense. it done, too. Yeah. Um, one last thing, because you talked about horrendous, a team with horrendous cap situation. We don't know the details of it yet, but your immediate reaction to Taysom Hill's bizarre four-year extension with the Saints. Yeah, so looking at numbers, it's basically a four-year, 40 million deal. Right. Um, this is just trying to box as much chaos that they caused when they they gave him an extension two years ago, um, which was just stupid. Um, there, there was a... Schefter was embarrassing with the number he tweeted because you don't tweet voidier numbers and he decided just to tweet it to be funny and uh, people sort of half believed it and uh, it, it does no no good work. Um, but what we've seen is um, I don't know why they value him as some sort of halfway house between Austin Hooper and Teddy Bridgewater yeah. and it makes no sense. It's like, what does the dude do? He doesn't have good passing stats. He doesn't have good receiving stats. Um, I, I, I honestly cannot work it out. Um, Browns fans would probably tell me he's uh, the leader and uh, his off-the-field antics is what's turned uh, New Orleans into a, uh, a great team. But, um, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I was at the gym when that went out, and I was like, so they could pay him $10 million a year to be – a backup quarterback slash Swiss army knife where he could play tight end receiver, whatever, or they could pay him like 23 and a half million a year to be the starting quarterback when he's not even the starting quarterback right now, like Trevor Simeon's the starting quarterback. So that should tell you something, but maybe Sean Payton really sees something in him and they think he can be a starting quarterback in this league, but he's already 31. And it's like, you've already trotted out Bridgewater and, Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon and it's like you're investing more money into Taysom Hill like maybe we're all going to look like fools a year from now but I, I just don't see it yeah it's uh, I, I, 
there is no clue what's going on there. I, I think they make a move for Russell Wilson, um, but what what are they going to do? It's just it's it's mind numbing. If he was throwing up like f- five ten receptions and a touchdown every other game, I get it. But it's uh, yeah, I I can't work it out. Yeah, he and must I, have some dirty videos on a champagne. He's got to have something on him, and like I know people have pinpointed. Russell Wilson of the Saints, but I'm looking at it right now. They're 56 million over the cap next year. How would they even be able to pull that off? Uh, they, they can do some work. Can they? Okay. Well, you know, they, they, they do some suicidal any. stuff. So they would have to looking at some of the contracts they got on the books. Like it's, it's mind blowing. We, we saw this off season is like, Hey, you can work with these numbers and you can get any player in, but what do they have to do? They got rid of the middle class on their roster. Right. And um, the Emmanuel Sanders, what, why is their wide receiver call so bad? Because they paid everyone else and um, they were paying Drew Brees on a, a, a tab that finally had to get paid. So um, these things always have consequences. They'll always catch you up. And um, it's one that, yeah, they need to decide what they want to do um, because the, if they go after Russ, it's going to be fascinating. But does Russ really want to be on that team? Because there's no money to pay an O line. There's no money to pay other pieces. So uh, it's not going to look pretty. No, it is not. Well, Jack, thanks for joining me. Appreciate the time. Got good. Uh, good to sit down and talk with you again, buddy. Um, go ahead and plug your Twitter. Plug everything you got going on. Yes, yeah, at Jack Duffin on Twitter. Any cap questions? Um, always fire them in the DMs or just tweet at me. Happy to help out. Um. Yeah, it's just you get through this season and let's uh, get back to the fun stuff, which is the off-season. That's, all, <laughs> that's why I'm here. Um, but no, it's, uh, it'll all be fine. Don't worry too much, guys. Keep your chin up and just remember that the roster's still good. Coaching staff's still good. The front office is still good. A few players, that's temporary. We, we can get through it. So uh, don't beat yourself up. Uh, no, thanks for having me on, buddy. Thank you. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at JackMcCurry08 and the Dogland at the Dogland on both Twitter and Facebook. And until next time, if we don't talk to you before Thursday, happy Thanksgiving to all the Browns fans out there. And uh, as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.